You're listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Each week, Tony Dyer leads the huddle and tackles the hottest topics around the NFL. He's joined by guests from all around the football world, bringing their insights and reactions to the news and noise of the National Football League. Subscribe now to join the huddle. Welcome back to Huddle Up, a football football podcast. Wow. Messed that up. I'm Tony, joined by Daniel and Corey. As always, welcome back, Corey. What up? Hello. Uh, today, Corey is our guest from all around the football world. Hi, right yo. here in Indianapolis. Welcome back. We missed you, man. Thanks, guys. I missed you. How's the new digs? You happy with the new house? Everything's good. good. Everything's good. It's new. Smells fresh. It's ready to go. So fresh. So clean. If you're not watching on Twitch, you should be. Find Corey on Twitch at DJ Silk, C-I-L-K, DJ C-I-L-K. And you'll see he's got a new backdrop, a little bit of new scenery for him. I'm not going to tell you what it is. You have to tune in to find it. Anyway, Daniel's here. He's done feeding his flock. Daniel's got 35 chickens, 248 turkeys, 17 goats, and an ostrich. And he held us up because he had to water them. Do you really have, wait, do you really have an ostrich? I wish I had an ostrich, and my wife also wishes that I only had that many chickens. How many, how many chickens is it total? How many chickens? Yeah. Um, somewhere in the 70s, currently. Oh my, oh, my God. What do you do with all the eggs? <laughs> um, we eat a lot of eggs in this house, and then uh, every... Everybody in the family basically gets their, their share so they know where to go, and then I sell the rest. Well, hell yeah. Do you think you could cook the world's largest omelet with all those eggs? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> what the record is? Yeah, we got to look that up. Yeah, we should look that up because you can probably right beat now. that. Anyway. Um, yeah, welcome back. Everybody's here. We're going to do the AFC South. This segment, we've gone... I don't even know how many weeks now. We're, we're going through divisions. Today's going to be the AFC South. We're going to look at our favorite teams, our least favorite teams. We'll look at the schedule a little bit. It's just some general talk. You know, it's a slow season. We can talk about Deshaun Watson, right? If you want to, we can talk about that. Okay, everybody's talking about... Uh, 110,000. Everybody's... 100, 110,000 eggs? Yeah, and the world's largest omelet. Okay. It took 80, right, well then, it took 80 chefs. Not. Okay. <laughs> then no. Back to the show. South I, Africa. I decided. Was you stop? We stop with the <laughs> with the omelet thing. <laughs> We're trying to avoid the doldrums, the consistency. Everybody's talking about the same stuff. So we're on to the AFC South. But before we do that. We're going to, what is the name of this? What is the name of this thing where Daniel has two players for us to pick? And is it daily, Daniel's daily dumps? Daniel's, Daniel's oh, stop digest. Daniel, <laughs> di- oh, no. I like the dingleberries. Daniel's dingleberries. That was our daily fantasy segment. We yeah. can't do that. Hmm. Oh. That's already been trademarked. Well, yeah. well, we'll figure out a name for whatever this is. For now, we'll call it uh, locked in. For now, we'll call it locked okay. in. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here are the rules. It's real simple. Daniel's got a set of clues. He's probably got 25 clues per player. Um, Corey and I will take turns. We won't take turns. 
He'll re- Daniel will read a clue. Corey and I will say locked in. The first one to say it gets the first choice. And if they get it wrong, the second player gets a free choice. That's it. It's that simple. Daniel, go ahead. Okay, I have two different positions tonight. Uh, I only have two. So I'm sorry for anybody listening. If you wanted three, we've been doing three, but here we go. First clue. I have been in the league eight years and have only not hit a thousand yards twice. Thousand yards rushing? Receiving. Locked in. Mike Evans. Wrong. Okay, go ahead. So, so wait, do I just free, free clue? I guess you get a free. No, you get a free guess, Corey. If you want to take a guess, go ahead. I Other, thought I. Oh, oh, free I, I, guess. I thought we gave gave an additional clue, and then he gets first okay. dibs on the after the next clue. Okay, we'll do it that way. I'm fine with that. All right, free clue. So, Corey, here we go. I have never had double digit receiving touchdowns in a season. Anything? Uh, Tyreek Hill. Nope. No. So back to even. I've never made an all pro team or a pro bowl. Okay, this is fucked up. Let's see. No all pro team, no pro bowl. Thousand yards in six out of eight seasons. Never double digit, digit touchdowns. Wow. Let me know when you're ready for the next clue. Let's go ahead. Roll it again. I was the 20th overall pick in the 2014 NFL draft out of Oregon State. That's a lot of clues in there. Oregon State? I don't know, man. I mean, Brandon Cook keeps coming to the mind, but it's not him. I think you'll get it on this next clue. Okay. You want me to say the next yeah, clue? Yeah, go ahead. I have played for four NFL teams in eight years. Jesus Robert Woods? No. No, you got to say locked in. That's a missed guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know then. I forfeit. Corey? Four NFL teams in eight years? Four NFL teams in eight years. A thousand yards and six of the eight. Never had double digit touchdowns, receiving touchdowns. I've never made a Pro Bowl or an All Pro team. 20th overall pick. Stefan Diggs. Nope. No, he's Pro Bowler. And he's had double digits. All right. Doctors have warned me about my concussion problem. I had five documented in the first six seasons. Basically, almost retired. We talked about this. We've talked about this before. I, I feel like it's Brandon Cooks. I'm going back to Brandon Cooks. I know it's not him. I'm locked in. Go ahead, say right. it then. Let's get this over with. Brandon Cooks. That is correct. Okay, <laughs> you guys fucked me on that. I said you Brandon fucked Cooks. yourself, bro. I oh, said okay. Okay, Simon you never, says. You keep saying I feel like it's Brandon Cooks, but it's not Brandon Cooks. I, I, I oh I'm going back God. to Brandon Cooks, but maybe not. Okay, next next player. I'm done with this. Oh. 
Nice. How is okay. Wait a minute. First of all, what about how we he's just... never made a Pro Bowl. What about how we stopped talking about he was... We talked about how he was done, like he's going to die on the field. Do you remember that? Yes. We have. <laughs> yeah. Austin <laughs> Collie is who he reminded us of. Like, oh, yeah. And yeah. if it wasn't Austin Collie, he reminded us of Anthony Gonzalez. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah. He's ready to roll. Yeah, he's... He okay. hasn't had, you know, that issue in the last couple of years. So, Jesus. Yeah, Brandon Cooks. You know, the the not even have made an all-pro team or a Pro Bowl really shocked me. I said Brandon Cooks twice. That's what shocked me. Keep going. Next player. <sighs> all right. Next next player. Here we go. I am 29 years old in the league. I, sorry, I'm 29 years old, and I have been in the league for seven years, and I am a tight end. Clue number two, I was not drafted as a tight end, and I am not on the original team that drafted me. I'm locked in. Yeah. Darren Waller. You got it, man. Good work, bro. Good job, Corey. Let's fucking go. That was incredible. You want to hear the other clues I had on him? Yeah, let's go ahead. They're going to be crazy. I have only gone over a thousand yards twice in my entire career and have never had double digit touchdowns. I have only made one Pro Bowl, even though I'm considered one of the best at my position. And the last one was the team that drafted me cut me after two seasons because of my drug addiction, and I celebrated my third year of sobriety on hard knocks two seasons ago. Yeah. Easy peasy. That one was easy. Who drafted Darren Waller? As the it was an East Coast team, uh, Baltimore. Yep. Wow. Good job, Corey. You crushed it. Yeah. Except for Good Brandon one. Cooks, it should be one and one, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Tony, you got to remember to say locked in. I know. I understand. And you were never definitive about it. Like it was like. Uh, moving forward this guy moving forward this segment is called simon says as a permanent reminder that if you don't say simon says it doesn't count fair enough it's just called simon says i still don't like it i don't care if you like it or not (laughs) moving on i don't have a transition here i'm so frazzled by getting my ass kicked by the rules AFC, afc south indianapolis colts tennessee titans Jacksonville Jaguars, Houston Texans. Where do you want to start? Let's save the Colts. Let's save the Jaguars, the Texans. Let's start with Brandon Cooks. Let's start with Brandon Cooks. There you go. Bingo, bingo. Brandon Cooks, the subject of the night, I guess. Are the the Houston Texans the worst team in football? We're looking at the Jets, the Texans, and I really don't know if there are many other teams in the league that have as much um, turnover and as much to prove. You know, both of these teams were terrible last year. I don't, f- I feel like the Jets made huge steps forward. Jaguars you are the, in there. You think the Jaguars are in there? Okay. Oh, Atlanta's. Atlanta. The Lions, okay. Atlanta's, Atlanta's now in there. in there. I don't know. I, I tend to be, I, I just feel like Davis Mills is going to make it happen. Even uh, even if they put him at the bottom, like they're t- taking a top three pick, I feel like Davis Mills is going to make them think enough to where they won't take a quarterback this next upcoming draft. I think it'd be a smart move. I mean, 
the odds of a quarterback working out are really low. And if Davis Mills is serviceable, keep building your team. And then when it's time to pull the trigger, you pull the trigger. But if David, if Davis Mills is playing well, you can spend that money tons of other places and you can build a really good football team. And then we've seen where rookie quarterbacks succeed when they have a better football team around them. Um, Pat Mahomes, uh, there's a couple others, Lamar Jackson. So they can build a team around Davis Mills. He can be serviceable. I think that's the best way for them to build. And I think he can have a good season. I like Davis Mills. I think he can have a fine season. His stat line's not like, it doesn't jump off the page at you. He's just a guy, right? He's better when you watch him. He is better. He is that's, and that's what, I, when I looked at his stats, I was like, wait a minute. I remember him being a lot more fun than less than 3,000 passing yards. Like, I remember it being a lot of fun to watch him. Um, yeah. The, the team hasn't done much. Marlon Mack got signed, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's going. Do you guys honestly, I mean, you know, big Colts fans, do you honestly think Marlon Mack will lead this team in rushing by the end of the year? It'll be. I mean, it's all about your O-line and your scheme. Like, I've talked before about how who the running back is is less important as the team around him, so – if he's healthy and he, he's got a good O line and they're they're uh, executing well, he can absolutely be that person. Does that mean he's the best running back in the room? No. Did Marlon Mack have an Achilles injury? Yes. Yeah. It's, isn't it kind of ironic that um, Dante Foreman had an Achilles injury and left the team, and then a year removed from his Achilles injury, Marlon Mack gets signed. They currently have him listed as the RB one. There, he is the starter in Houston. And I know it doesn't matter. We're so early in the season, it doesn't matter. I think we all think that Damian Pierce has a real opportunity to take the lion's share of the workload there. That's my pick. And I, I don't know. I mean, that's the thing is, I don't know. If we find out that medicine has evolved and we haven't caught up with that yet, where the Achilles injury is essentially the ALC of the past, right? ACL. Sorry, I was fighting off a cough and I got distracted. Yes, the ACL injury of the past. I mean, that's what we're seeing. Emmanuel Sanders, you, you had mentioned before, Daniel Dante Foreman has shown well in recovery. Marlon Mack came back at the end of last year for the Colts, and he had a couple of games where he looked completely normal. You know, he looked like the old Marlon Mack for one or two games. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's the case or not. The, the problem with the the backfield is it's a bunch of it's a bunch of question marks. It's Marlon Mack. Rex Burkhead, a rookie, Damian Pierce, and Dare Aguambale. I mean, I don't know what to think out of this team. I, I expect them to have an early pick, and there's no way around it. I expect them yeah. to lose significantly more games than they win, and I hope to God they don't take a quarterback. I agree with you. As a Colts fan, I hope they do take a quarterback and waste it, and then we're caught with the Houston Texans of <laughs> old. But as a football fan, the offensive line, the offensive line's good. I mean, it's a good line. They got Larry Tunsil on the, on, the, on the outside there. It's a good offensive line. So with a little bit of work, and they got a lot of work to do. I shouldn't say a little bit of work because the previous regime really fucked this team up. But with a little bit of work, I feel like they could become competitive again. And I don't expect them to be competitive this year, but for 2023, eh, we'll see. I don't know. Is that, is that it? Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, because I'm, I'm looking at this receiving core. Obviously, Brandon Cooks is going to be the wide receiver one, but Nico Collins is somebody that has a lot of skill that everyone was super excited about. 
got drafted last year, 6'4", 215. So he's got like the, you know, Michael Pittman X build um, for him. And then they've got Philip Dorsett, which they got from the Colts, kind of the speedster there. And then they drafted John Mechie. Um, and then they have Brevin Jordan there, um, the tight end that they drafted a year ago now, so two drafts ago from Miami, who's really, really good. So, you know, just, just a couple little things to go to go their way, and uh, it could be a surprising team, I'll say. So you think that they – let me ask. Do you think they could be 500 or better? Uh, if I was a betting man, I would say no okay. because they just – you need – in the NFL, it's not about one or two guys. It's about the roster. And, um, you know, you mentioned the offensive line. They have Laramie Tunsil and their first round pick from a couple of years ago, Titus Howard's on there. The running backs, they're, they're not exciting. Um, even though Damian Pierce, the opportunity is what's exciting there, um, with, with the running backs, but the, the, the defense is not, not nearly what it used to be, obviously in, you know, the JJ Watt excitement days. So, you know, I feel like you need a little bit more of a team around you to be, to be at least 500. So I would say no, but they could be close. They could be very close, like maybe 10th or 11th overall pick rather than what everybody expects them to be, which is a top three pick. Sure. Yeah. I think, I think that's a little strong, but I think they've got to play the AFC West this year along with the, all the other oh, teams, the AFC South. So yeah, I it's going to be, it's going to be a rough road. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'd say five wins at most. There you go. Five wins yeah. at most. Uh, let's move five on. 12. Let's talk about Jacksonville next. I guess they're comparable. I wanted to, we went from, we were talking about wide receivers here. I thought for a second we could talk about A.J. Brown being traded, but we'll save that for a second. Let's, let's move off the five wins here. Jacksonville was horrible last year. Not Nick Saban. Oh, God. What's his name? Urban Meyer. A lot to do with Urban Meyer. Uh, that man was absolutely dysfunctional and authoritarian and we learned, just like we already knew, it was just reinforced that a successful college coach who's used to dominating his players and forcing his will on them to win championships, it doesn't translate. When you move to, to grown-ass men, they just don't respond to that. And it's very obvious. It's clear and obvious to me that Urban Meyer broke the Jacksonville Jaguars. It was just a couple of years ago. I think it might have even been like going into last year. I like was half serious and half joking about Tim Tebow, right? When I took my five-shot bet about Tim Tebow, the, the bet was that he would make the roster. I, the, the truth of it is, I think I had enough foresight to know that Nick Saban might potentially put Tim Tebow on the roster because he's a shit show. Like, there's a real chance that that would happen. One of the only things he did right. It was one of the only things he did right, is not doing it. <laughs> I mean, would you have been surprised if Tim Tebow had made the roster, looking back on it? No, no. <laughs> I mean, it honestly made me nervous to do that bet with you. <laughs> it, it, it's unfortunate. The team suffered horribly. They beat the Colts. I, I can't say anything about that. They beat the Colts and kept the Colts out of the playoffs. With, yeah, they popped champagne on that game. Without Urban Meyer. And I'll say that's important. I think it was without Urban Meyer. The team got a new life. They were refreshed. In the offseason, the Jacksonville Jaguars has been one of the most active teams of the, of the league. I think, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Trevor Lawrence has all of the weapons available to him, and they did a good job at diversifying those weapons. I know they added Marvin Jones. What's up with DJ Chark? Was he traded to the Lions? Is that right? Mm, I don't know. 
Did I make that uh, up yeah. in my head? He's, he's alive. alive. He's, he's alive. Yeah. Okay. Um, so somebody helped fill in the gaps there with the offensive weapons, but I know I, without a doubt the Jacksonville Jaguars have been absolutely active. Yeah, I think the biggest ad there is Marvin Jones, and not. I don't think he's going to be. I mean, like could two years be, ago, Marvin Jones. Well, yeah, he could be your wide receiver one, but I think what he really adds is you know some veteran leadership there. I mean, that's a guy. Christian everybody Kirk. in the lock. Christian Kirk. That's Are you talking about Zay about. Jones? Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones is on there last year. Oh, I thought they added him this year. Well, the hot damn. That was no. my fault. I led Corey into that trap. That's me. I'll take it. Well, no, regardless. I, I thought you were talking about Zay Jones. No, Christian Kirk is the player I was thinking of. I just pulled their depth chart up. He's the big ad. He's the big wide receiver ad for this year. Um, and I, I thought Marvin Jones because I wasn't thinking about it correctly and i'm well, sorry regardless, regardless marvin jones is a good piece for that locker room i mean he's an experienced guy if you're bringing in young people like zay jones he's, he's a veteran now um he's shown flashes christian kirk is a guy that's just waiting to explode um there's a lot of talent there lavisca chanel uh he's a weapon so they've they've given trevor lawrence the weapons i know last year i was pretty much convinced you know he was compared to andrew luck I, in my opinion, if he was that good, he should have been winning them football games regardless of uh, Urban Meyer. But all these things he come, keep coming out about Urban Meyer and you kind of find out how much of a shit show it actually was. It wasn't just bad coaching. It wasn't just a poor locker. Like, this guy was horrible. I, I just saw something yesterday or today that he told one of his assistants that he feels like he's playing Alabama every week. Like... Is you're in the NFL, you are Alabama. Like you're like he was looking at it the wrong way. So he's got the weapons. Travis Etienne's back. Um, hopefully, I, obviously, as a Colts fan, I don't want them to be successful, but I do hope Trevor Lawrence can uh, put some shit together and have a better season. I think he can, but uh, we'll see what happens. What? Damn. I hadn't. I hadn't, I hadn't heard that. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. He's going in every week thinking they're losing before they start. Yeah, he's like, I'm playing Alabama. <laughs> yeah, that explains, I, that explains why he'd get, I mean, what drives a man, a head coach in the NFL, to kick his own player? I mean, what drives a man to do that? And I guess. I mean, you could jokingly do it, you know, if you're Bill Belichick and everybody laughs it off, but like the way he did it and. Yeah. yeah. Maybe the man yes. went insane. Maybe it snapped him. Evan Ingram was another big ad. And Evan yeah, Ingram tight end. I was going to mention that. Injury prone, right? And not productive seasons. I feel like every year, while he was in New York, every year we were like, okay, it's Evan Ingram time. It's Evan Ingram time. Dude's a big body. Dude is a big bodied guy. Basically I, a wide receiver. He's basically a wide receiver. A huge one. And with the speed and the ability of Christian Kirk, LaVisca Chanel. I mean, those two guys are almost, I mean, they're nearly the same guy. LaVisca is probably a little bit bigger, a little bit more physical, but these guys are going to keep, um, they're going to keep the attention of, of cornerbacks. I mean, they're going to keep the attention of safeties. Like somebody's going to get open in this offense. And so I do feel like on the offensive side of the ball, the Jaguars have done a good job of giving Trevor Lawrence a little bit of time to just, let's just see what he is. And if he's got a little time to see the open guy, they're playmakers there, and nobody's going to be expected to do too much. That's my opinion on that. I expect, I expect a big increase in Jacksonville. Um, I still see them. Uh, you know, I'm going to take a hot take right here. 
I actually think that they will pass uh, Tennessee in the division. I'll, I'll say that right now. I think Tennessee Ooh, will fall You want to do a yeah. shot? You want to do a shot? Um, yeah. Yeah, I'll do a shot for that. I'll do a shot there. Can I get in, can I get in on it? Sure. Yeah. So I, I say for you? I say that the Tennessee Titans will finish worse in the AFC South than the Jacksonville Jaguars. And so if you are wrong, would that be two shots for you? No, it's just one shot. Yeah, no, no. We're not stacking them up here. This is not Dungeons and Dragons, bro. Like, just one shot. All right, well, I'll stay on the sideline then, but that's a, that's a for sure bet. Let me get this straight. Corey, Corey, for your side. Daniel, you were, for the record... You were only going to go in if it punished me more. Is that correct? Well, because then there's no point. It's more, it's risk for me and no risk for you. What do you mean it's no risk for me? If I'm wrong, I take a shot. What are you talking about? You take a shot anyway if you're wrong. Right. And so do you if you're wrong. Okay. Right. I understand. You wanted to punish me. That's fine. I get it. No. No. I wanted it to be like a one-on-one trade again. A one-on-one trade is fine, but not two-on-one trade. Really, if I get in on it. Okay. There's only risk on my side. That's not true. If you lose, you're only taking one. Corey, do you want to take the shot? Yeah, I'm doing it. There you go. I say All the right. Tennessee Titans will finish worse than the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm not as excited about these Jaguars weapons maybe as you are, Tony. Okay, I'm listening. I mean, Marvin Jones, he's been in the league 11 years now. Yes, I sir. know he's a good veteran presence, and like Corey said, good locker room. And all I've heard is that he's a great guy, but they add – Zay Jones, who coming out of college was supposed to be a lot better than he has been last year with the Raiders. He, he did do well, but you know, you add him on this offense as basically the wide receiver three and he just doesn't strive there. The wide receiver four, sir. Yeah, Christian, sure. Christian Kirk, LaVisca Chenault, Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones is just a decoy. He's the deep. Who's the wide decoy. receiver one on this offense? Christian Kirk. And you don't see a red flag with that. I see him being, I see these players being very complimentary. That's the problem. If it was Christian Kirk and Marvin Jones was the wide receiver too, and Zay Jones was the three, like you were saying, huge red flag. Like you're expecting way too much out of this guy. LaVisca Chenault's a fucking playmaker. If you don't cover LaVisca Chenault, if you don't give him real respect, he will fucking break off for 65 yards, whether it's behind the line of scrimmage or on the slant or at the deep ball, like you got to pay attention to this guy because he's a playmaker. And so because of that, I think that Christian Kirk is going to, his ability as a route runner and across the middle of the field, I think he's going to make that up. That's what I'm trying to say. I think he's going to make up enough to be statistically the wide receiver one. That's what I'm trying to say. Agree wholeheartedly with the first take that you just said. LaVisca Chenault, to me, is the number one option in this offense. He is the most talented He's the youngest, <laughs> uh, but also Christian Kirk, that contract is the most embarrassing almost in the entire NFL. Yeah, was a big it contract. completely changed the wide receiver pay plan, like landscape for everyone. Like everyone's licking their chops when they're like, oh my God, Christian Kirk just got paid more than Devontae Adams. <laughs> what is going on here? So uh, Christian Kirk, he's been in the league five years. I mean, remember that, like th- this is his fifth year. He's Arizona let him walk because he has not been the guy that they thought that they were drafting. I mean, the guy was a showstopper in college. Uh, was it Texas A&M? Yeah. Um, really good punt returner. I mean, set records as a punt and kick returner in college. 
but he has just not been the same guy in the NFL. So to pay him this much money, I think it only works if you force feed him targets, which they will have to do to not embarrass themselves by this contract. And the only other person that's exciting to me in this offense is Travis Etienne because we haven't seen him yet. And there's reports that he's finally healthy. Um, he suffered Liz Frank, so basically like a broken bone in his foot. Um, but everyone's saying that he is he is good, good to go. So I, you know, college roommate or not roommates, college teammates of Trevor Lawrence, and uh, I can't wait to see what kind of rapport they still have. But it's basically Travis Etienne and Lavisca Chenault. And that's about it that excites me on this on this offense. Um, I mean, the the potential is there. I just don't know that it will be. I like the pieces that are there. I, I like know. Evan Ingram, and I actually like their backup, Dan Arnold, at tight end. I mean, we can't forget about him. He had some solid games with Trevor Lawrence before he went down with injury and missed the rest of the year. Yeah, I don't but, disagree. I don't disagree with that at all. But, yeah, I it's uh, there, there's potential. I'll say that. So the debate now is between Jacksonville and Tennessee, I guess let's, let's just move right on to the Titans. Corey, before we go on, do you have anything else to add with Jacksonville? Uh, I'm good on Jacksonville. There we go. Let's move on to the Titans. Uh, AJ Brown was traded on draft day. It was at the draft, correct? Yeah. To the Cardinals. It's funny how things work out. Eagles. Eagles. Sorry. <clears throat> it's a anyway. bird. It's a bird. They're all birds. Green bird, <laughs> green bird, red bird. Lots of birds in the league. <laughs> Black cat, green cat. I mean, it's really just birds and cats with different colors on them. Sorry. Falcon birds, eagle birds, raven birds, raven cardinal birds. birds. <laughs> I feel like cats. I feel like Tennessee's on a major downslide here, and they don't know it yet. I feel like I'm ahead of this. I really do. The, the wide receivers have almost evaporated. Ryan Tannehill is the only remaining piece in Derrick Henry, right? I mean, how, how much can you rely on, uh, what is he, is Derrick Henry his fifth, sixth year? I mean, at what point? It's longer than that. At what point do we start to see a decline from this absolute monster? Like, I can't, I'm not disrespecting Derrick Henry We at say all. it every year, though. We say it every year. But it's going to happen. If you say it every time, one time, you're going to be right. And I'm saying it again. I really do believe it, especially now. I, I really do believe that A.J. Brown's dominance on the outside kept Derrick Henry alive. I mean, I really do believe it. it. It kept the safety back. There was no more safety coming back down into the hole to stop the run. I don't know what's going to happen this year. I don't, I don't see a guy. Daniel, you're going to know the depth chart better than me. Corey, you're probably going to have a better understanding of Tannehill's ability to uh, slow things down better than me. But I, to me, guys, the Titans are, are not scary. They, they're scary in name only. And that's where I'm at with them. I feel like they're falling apart. Yeah, if, if Derrick Henry's healthy and playing, uh, I think there's a, you know, they're, they become a dual threat. Like if Derrick Henry's on the field, that makes your passing game better. It makes everything better. He did miss a chunk of last season. So I think the concern there is <clears throat> reasonable. Um, but they got rid of A.J. Brown and they replaced him with Traylon Burks. Well, Traylon Burks supposedly has asthma. How big, you know, I don't know what kind of effect that's going to have on his career. But Well, it's having an effect in, <clears throat> in the preseason workouts and the OTAs. I mean, he's he is 
struggling with his asthma. Those are the reports. So, yeah, I didn't expect that. I didn't know about the asthma coming into it, but I'm glad you brought that up because I am seeing headlines that his asthma is affecting him on the field. Could be coach talk. Could be, like, stuff they want to leak out. I don't know. Um, But, yeah, that is happening. So, yeah, they've got Robert Woods. Obviously, he's a good football player. He is 30 years old. Um, He's going to be on the decline now, but – um, he is a weapon and hopefully Traylon Burks works out, but if he doesn't, I mean, they're definitely in a worse position there at the wide receiver position, which makes it easier to load the box on them. So we'll have to see what happens. If Derrick Henry's healthy, I think they're an over 500 football team. Um, do I think they're better than the Colts? Probably not. Can they be better than the Colts? Sure. Uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, they've they've definitely slid down you know their stock has slid down a little bit i saw you looking at your phone daniel yeah i was um i was looking at their draft picks this year other than Traylon burks um who they replaced aj brown with basically because they didn't want to pay aj brown the the amari cooper four-year hundred million dollar contract but um yeah, I, they have – they brought in Robert Woods, so there's that kind of insurance um, in, in the offense, kind of a good possession uh, receiver. Um, outside of that and Traylon Burks, there's just nothing really exciting. You know, uh, the tight end room basically consists of Austin Hooper now. Um, so, I mean, he's basically washed. He's He's not been great since he left Atlanta. And um, outside of Derrick Henry at running back, they drafted Hassan Haskins out of Michigan, who everyone's assuming that he's the next guy up. Um, Malik Willis, don't forget about him. They drafted in the third round um, at quarterback. Everyone is assuming that he is going to be the successor of, of Ryan Tannehill in a couple of years. So they're, they're doing at least a good job at preparing for some of these pieces to go away rather than putting all their chips in now. They still have some really good young defensive pieces as well. Um, and then one of the best offensive tackles in the league, Taylor Lewan, he's still there. But um, they, they spent a bunch of money on Bud Dupree um, a couple years ago. They saw Harold Landry. He's really good. Um, one of the best free safeties in the league, Kevin Byard, Pro Bowler. Uh, two really solid corners, uh, Caleb Farley, who they drafted two years ago, and then uh, Roger McCreary, who they drafted this year. So they, they've they they've invested a lot into this defense, more so than anything else. Um, I, I think... I just don't think that defense can... I don't think the offense can keep up with the rest of the teams. That's my thing. Like, the defense is fantastic. I get it. But I, yeah. just, I just see the offensive side of the ball crumbling. And yeah, Robert Woods is a great ad. I, you know how much I love Robert Woods. I have Robert Woods in almost every fantasy league I can get him in. I've got him. I've drafted him always. If he's my wide receiver two or three, I'm taking him, right? I love Robert Woods. He's consistent. He's reliable. He's a surefire veteran that I don't think is going to fall off. Yeah, he's 30 years old, but it wouldn't shock me if Robert Woods played until he was 33 or 34 and continued the same production that he has now. He's just consistent, and he's smart. So that's great. I get that. But outside of that ad... I just see a net loss here. And unfortunately, when they're playing against the AFC West, like we mentioned before, it's just too high-powered. It's just too much. And they got to beat the Colts twice. 
Typically, the AFC South, like these teams all have a way of splitting with each other. Somehow, the Colts lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars, the worst team in football, at least once or twice every single year. It just happens. These teams, these guys just know each other too well. When you put all that together, I really just don't see the Titans' offensive having enough firepower anymore, despite Derrick Henry, who was probably... Last year, I would say he was the best running back in football. He might have been the best running back ever in football. We're talking about Jonathan Taylor, too, right? We can talk about that. But last year and the year before, Derrick Henry was a force that we haven't seen. Like, it's just just falling apart in front of our eyes. And I, I think that we're ahead of it by acknowledging it, but I see this offense crumbling, and I don't think they can keep up with the other offenses in the AFC. That's my that's my thing. You might be right. We'll see. I think they they're not going to be as good as the number one seed as they were last year. But how good is Mike Vrabel as a head coach? I mean, they lost hard. Eric. They lost Eric Henry, and then AJ Brown was still a little bit hurt last year, and they were not the best team in the NFL by any stretch. And they were the number one seed and had to buy going into the playoffs in the AFC. They won yeah. football games. They, they do win football games. Yeah, they just they grind it out. They find a way. So you're talking about, you know, keeping up on offense. That's not what they do. They've never been like that because they are they are a defensive ground and pound, run Derrick Henry down your throat team. So as far as I'm concerned. They're the same team until they let us prove it otherwise. Fair enough. Corey? Uh, yeah. yeah. Do you want to go ahead and talk about your favorite team in football, sir? Oh, yeah. I am a Colts fan. I, you know, <clears throat> we'll talk about them here. So what I heard recently that I think is worth talking about is that, like, the buzz inside the building is that and they're not gonna like they're not gonna come out and say it, but they think they're a contender this year. Um, which How could is you not think that though. Absolutely, no. Well, I think it's a if, fine thing to believe. If you're Urban Meyer, you think you're playing against Alabama every single week. <laughs> yeah, the Colts think they are Alabama this year, which is a great attitude to have coming in. Um, I, I think overall, they think this is probably the best team that Frank Reich's ever had which is very reasonable. The defense is solid. I know Kari Willis just retired, but they drafted like three safeties. Like one of these three guys is going to pop. Julian Blackman's back. They they brought in two veteran safeties as well. It'll be fine. You guys were texting me about uh, Kari Willis. It's going to be fine. He's a hell of a football player, but that, that, that's what the Colts have done so much differently is they built with depth and they're prepared for, you know, something crazy like that to happen. So I think that doesn't really change a whole lot. You bring in Stefan Gilmore. Is he, you know, is he the Stefan Gilmore of old? I don't know, but I think he's going to elevate everybody else in that secondary. The defense is awesome. They brought in Gakwe as well. Uh, arguably one of the better D lines in the league right now. You've got one of the best O lines in the league and that's how they want to win. They want to win in the trenches on the offensive side of the ball, you got uh, Jonathan Taylor. They can slam it slam it with him like Derrick Henry if they want. Uh, Matt Ryan's going to improve the pass game. It's just, it's just going to happen. Uh, supposedly the arm looks great. He's, I guess in uh, mini camp, he's ripping ass, you know, when guys aren't uh, 
executing, which is a great sign. You know you weren't getting that out of Carson Wentz, which I think is the main reason he's gone. So uh, maybe the wide receivers, maybe the biggest weakness, but we don't really know. Uh, Michael Pittman, I think, is a star in this league, and then who knows what Alec Pierce is. I think he's going to get a chance to shine. Paris Campbell's back. Hope to God he can stay healthy. When he is healthy, he looks great. He just hasn't played a lot of football. But maybe this is the year he does. Yeah, We'll see what happens. Um, and there's some young guys in there too. Mike Strawn, Denzel Patman made that hell of a catch in the Cardinals game last year. So, I mean, there's options there. They went heavy at the tight end position in the draft. I, the Colts are primed for the, this. Is the, This year and next year is... This kind of era they have going on, this is this is kind of it with Matt Ryan. I mean, there's still a lot of youth there, but Matt Ryan's got this year and next year to really pop off, and I, I think it's very much a possibility. I think AFC South, obviously the goal is to win that. I think it's very doable, so I think there's a lot of things to be excited about. I think you completely nailed it. And the one thing I want to say about Alec Pierce, <clears throat> looking at the depth chart, Michael Pittman's the one, obviously. They have Alec Pierce listed as the number two starter. Now, keep in mind, Ashton Doolin has splashed, right? He's been great on special teams. All those guys have splashed. They've all splashed. Padman's had big games. Uh, Kiki Kitty's just a guy. Paris Campbell has had big plays, but it's been like one play and then six weeks of injury and then one play and then six weeks of injury. And, right. so, and that's great and everything for one play, but I hope to God he can stay healthy. Alec Pierce, they have currently listed as second starter on the depth chart. And he will be number two. And this motherfucker is 6'3", 213 pounds. I am telling you, I am excited about Alec Pierce. Not as a Colts fan, but as a football fan. We got to, listen, let's just call it what it is. We got a big fucking white guy ready to catch touchdowns. Like, that's what this guy's built for. Like, like, we haven't seen a guy that looks like him since Cooper Cup. And I'm not saying he's going to beat Cooper Cup. I can't, like, that would be completely ridiculous to say that. But... It feels a lot like the build. The prototype is there. And if the Colts were right, this is an absolute weapon that they just added. We wanted a wide receiver, we as Colts fans. And we didn't get the guy we wanted. We wanted some big, we wanted a big name, right? We wanted them to spend free agent dollars. That's not the way the Colts organization works. They went out in the draft. They found a quiet guy that fits the system. And he's, con- he's, he's quiet, but he's confident too. He is confident. And you know what? I'm very excited. Um, I, Alec Pierce is a guy that I will be paying a lot of attention to. I wanted Strawn to do it, but the more I look back on it, I was a fool. I mean, Strawn and Pittman are so similar in their build. The difference is Pittman is faster. He's stronger. He's better. In every Alec way. Pierce and Alec Pittman Pierce are is, like the exact same. Alec, or Alec Pierce is faster than Pittman. Wow. I'm excited. I'm very excited. That's what I have to say about that. And you nailed everything with the offensive line and the defensive line of the ball, adding Yannick Ngakwe, adding Stefan Gilmore. Here's the deal about Stefan Gilmore. The man's won rings. Like, he's got rings on his fingers. So when he pipes up, when he has something to say about, hey, when the, when the offense does this, this is what I want you to do, Kenny Moore. Like, this is what you should be watching for. Like, those are the things that I think are going to – those, that'll add a lot more value than tackles. And normally I wouldn't say something like that, but it's all the off-field stuff that comes with Stefan Gilmore, and I think he's still going to be productive. I think we're going to be cheering for Stefan Gilmore still. But even if we're not, even if I'm wrong, it's all the off-field stuff. 
I really do believe that's going to have a real impact. He's a leader. Stephon Gilmore and DeForest Buckner are both in the same offense, and they are running the fucking show. I'm telling you right and now. And Darius Leonard. And Darius Leonard, yes. I mean, come on, guys. Jesus. We're going to have nine pro bowlers next year. Let's go. Did the Colts lead the NFL in pro bowlers last year? Uh, maybe the Rams beat us. I don't know. Look it up. Daniel, thoughts? You know, I the only position on this entire roster that gives me second thoughts is wide receiver. I mean, I know I know we're excited about Alec Pierce, but sure. he is I, still a rookie. And that's reasonable. And there's a lot of there's a lot of rookies that you know, are drafted way higher than him that turn out to be nothing. So, you know, he, he still has to do it. Um, and I, I think this unit, I was reading an article, it was probably about three days ago, that they were ranked like 21st in yeah, the NFL I saw that. on pro football focus I saw that. Uh, for, you know, their wide receiver room. But, you know, they, they've got to give – you know, Matt Ryan came over here, one of the best offensive lines in the league. We're talking about all the defensive playmakers. I mean, you have DeForest Buckner, which is probably a top three interior defensive lineman. You got Darius Leonard, who's probably a top three linebacker in the league. Kenny Moore, top three slot corner. Um, I mean, they're just full of playmakers. So the defense is set. The offensive line is set. I mean, you got Quentin Nelson, who's the best. I mean, the guy's a Hall of Famer, basically. He's but a Hall the, of Famer. The, the yeah. pedigree is yeah, the Hall of Famer. It's done. It's over. You know, not not yet. If he retired now, he wouldn't be, but he is going to be. We know that because he's not injury prone. He's going to do it. Um, and then what do you guys think at tight end? I'm just curious. So, so here's the thing. The, you, you were talking about the wide receivers. The Colts like to run multiple tight end sets. You can't forget about Naeem Hines. Frank Reich's already said he's going to be using him more this year. I was, was going to mention that. He's going to have to be because this uh, there's not slot guys on this team. Frank Reich, We're said that, about. Frank Reich said that last year, and he lied. Frank Reich said that before. So I want to keep That's a little bit That's because Frank Reich wanted to take carries away from Jonathan Taylor with Naeem Hines before the year started, and then he got forced into, all right, fine. We have the best running back in the league. I guess we'll just give him carries. Uh, maybe and then they gave him carries yeah. and then kept nine minds off the field. Yeah. So I, what I'm saying is I don't think this wide receiver group has to be the best. Like if you have two, three, four guys, I think that's enough because you're going to be running two, three tight end sets with Jonathan Taylor on the field. And then if you've got Naeem, Hines, I think you're going to see Naeem Hines and Jonathan Taylor on the field at the same time a lot this year. Um, so I, I don't like, yeah, I think you have to look at it as a pass catching group, like between the wide receivers, the tight ends and Naeem Hines, like there's a lot more there than just the wide receiver depth chart is what I'm trying to say. I do. Sure. And my, my worry is you have one guy in Michael Pittman, who's really, really good. And then Naeem Hines is like another half of a guy because, you know, of offensive scheme. But, Cause he's short, but he's, he's little. Yeah. He's half as tall as Michael Pittman. <laughs> one and a half Michael Pittman's <laughs> no to, to answer your question about the tight ends I'm very concerned about tight end I mean these are extra blockers like the offensive line is fantastic but I'm gonna exaggerate think about Gronkowski you get a pass catcher that is an offensive lineman with a guy like Gronkowski that's what the that's what you want out of the tight end position the Colts don't have that at all not only Cox might be able to, he might be fine at blocking he might be okay like and I go ahead Daniel you have something I was going to say they were handcuffed with Jack Doyle. I agree. Okay. I completely agree. 
now that Jack Doyle is out of the way, I feel like Mo Ali Cox can finally blossom into the tight end that that is going to be a difference maker on this team. So do you think that Mo Ali Cox and Kylan Granson together can make those two tight end sets? Because like, I think that Corey's right. It takes it's gonna take two items two tight end sets to make this team absolutely potent. Do you yes, think those I know two they, guys can do it? They drafted Jelani Woods this year. They they just love drafting all the uh, all the seven foot eight or bigger tight ends. <laughs> but um, uh, Kylan Granson was supposed to be the Trey Burton replacement in this offense. You know they 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 got Trey Burton in yeah. uh, free agency a couple of years ago, yeah. and Kylan Granson that was his pro comp coming out, and everybody loved it. It was Trey Burton, but we, we haven't seen anything. We haven't seen Kylan Granson, but. We have seen Moali Cox, and all we have seen, unfortunately, is flashes. And I have been waiting so long for this team to let Moali Cox loose. He is so good let him when, loose. You throw, when you throw him the ball, especially in the red zone. I mean, the guy was a, a basketball player in college at uh, uh, VCU, Virginia Commonwealth. I mean, throw it to the – and Matt Ryan needs more red zone options if – they are just stacking the box against Jonathan Taylor and double teaming Michael Pittman. Well, and I feel like Molly Cox is going to be the savior of this year. He's going to be the wild card that some people don't see coming that I think is going to blossom. I'd be fine with it if you were right. I agree with what you're saying. But we don't know. We need, yeah, we who, need who red zone. The Colts need red zone options. And what I will say is the Colts wide receiver group, as Corey said, not just the, um, you know, not just, red zone options. not just one or two, but the red zone red options zone, red are zone options. phenomenal. They are yeah. giants. They are giants, and they are they're the right kinds of giants. I'm excited. The problem about is that. Matt Ryan doesn't throw red zone touchdowns. That's the problem. There we go. I was oh, he will now. He will now. <laughs> he he's waited 15 years, and he is going to change. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm I am excited about that. Do we? I think based off of everything that we've said, we've kind of gushed over the Colts, which. I think we try not to do like we do. Like we talk about the Colts every show. Like that's the joke, right? Like, Oh, we love the Colts. Ah! <laughs> but we don't gush. Like, I feel like this was the first time we were like, Holy shit. I fucking love the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, am I wrong I love to say that we think this is the best team in the South? I'll say this. The best. If, Matt, if Matt Ryan was on the Colts last year, they would have made the playoffs obviously because they would have beat Jacksonville in the last week, even if all the year had gone the same and they could have gone to the divisional round and, you know, made a splash, you know, at least I'm not saying they're going to beat the Titans from last year and be the, you know, win the division and be the number one seed, that sort of thing. But they, they could have easily been in the, in the third round or second round of the playoffs easy. And, and everyone's talking about this team differently than what they are now. I think, and you're right, more than what the Colts need to do or need to improve on, it's, I think we've talked about this before. There were two or three or sometimes 10 plays a game with Carson Wentz where shit just fell apart. And it was just obvious that that was not a good decision. Uh, The left-handed flick at the goal line, that was an interception, I think, for six points. The pass that went so far over Michael Pittman's head intercepted in garbage time. I mean, I can think of multiple games where Carson Wentz's decisions cost the Colts the football game. I don't expect I'm, I'm proud of the Colts though for that. They traded a first round pick for the guy 
it lasted one season, a lot of franchises would hold on for longer because they want to save face. And that's a sign of a good organization. They just fucking cut him loose and said, we're done. It's you right. Know? It was the right decision. It, that, that was the wrong decision. So let's, let's move on to something else and let's find the right guy. I could, go, I could go back to within six feet of where I was when I got the tweet that Carson Wentz was coming to Indianapolis. I was that excited. It will forever be implanted in my fucking little brain of where I was, <clears throat> excuse me, when Carson Wentz came to Indianapolis because I thought this was it, but I was so wrong. And I'm so glad, like you said, that the, that the leadership in Indianapolis was willing to accept that they were also wrong and they cut ties and we moved on. And it ultimately ended up not costing them hardly anything at all. They did a great job. Ballard did a fantastic job of moving yeah, things. Recovering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like they're like, they're high five and yeah. Crumb, you know, popping champagne. And they're it, like, Oh my God. It wasn't this is free. This is what we were, yeah. we were going to do this the whole time, guys. It, it wasn't free, <laughs> yeah. but it wasn't expensive either. It was an experiment and it worked out fantastic. I'm excited about the Colts. I expect them to win the division. Does anybody else have anything else to add to that? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I don't remember who I was talking to it about. And, the reason I'm bringing this up is because the Colts are kind of doing it the, like the pass catching positions like Michael Pittman, super tall, Alec Pierce. They just drafted these two tight ends that are six, seven. Moali Cox is six, five. What if there's an NFL team that literally at every position, they just got the biggest motherfucker they could get regard. Like, obviously they've got to have some sort of skill. But like they're like, all right, this guy's just huge, like linebacker, like six seven, you know, two seventy five linebacker. Like you just draft the draft the biggest team, bring the biggest team in, so you're like the monsters. Do you think that team would have an advantage over the these other? Yeah, like every position, your player's just bigger. Are you talking about Space Jam? You're talking about Space Jam. No, I'm talking about an NFL football team. Like, think about, like, the Milwaukee Bucks, like, this year, last couple of years. Like, they've always just been bigger. They're Like, their shortest player on the court is 6'6". So, they're just a bigger team than anybody else they face. Like, do you think an NFL team could be successful if they just drafted the biggest motherfuckers they could get at the O-line, the D-line, cornerback? Like, just everybody's just bigger than everybody else like do you it think it would be, be the slowest team in the nfl if they do that well so I, I really don't know what about derrick henry he's a big motherfucker yeah, well the skill position sure, uh, wide receiver running back well why can't sure, we put like why can't we put derrick henry on safety no no <laughs> no <laughs> you don't need a i don't i don't want to answer your question Corey. imagine imagine his hand out there just <laughs> <laughs> He just crushed their helmet as they walked by. <laughs> right? No, I think. Yeah, but you're getting a good safety. Like, he may be a third rounder, but he's the biggest safety in the draft. And you're going to take him just because he's the biggest. If he's fast I'll tell you what, and if, if he's if, smart. Okay. If the other team is watching you, you know, all your team walk off the bus, <laughs> there's definitely a factor. That's what I'm saying, dude. They're like, oh, shit. Like, they're going to feel like a high school team playing a college team. They're like gonna Alabama. Like, oh, they're going to be like, fuck. And they'll really feel like they're playing Alabama. They'll be like, holy fuck. No, they're going to be like, oh, my God, I feel like I'm Alabama right now. Yeah. Am I Alabama? <laughs> <laughs> it, was just, it was just thought I had. That's thought a good I'd thought. Share. That's a good thought. And the Colts have a bunch of big motherfuckers. So we'll see. So, yeah, we'll see what it's like. Anybody have anything else? No, good talk. Nope. Good talk, guys. There you have it. No!
You've been listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us at Huddle Up NFL and at Commissioner Mister on Twitter to keep up on the latest from the NFL and stay in the huddle. Huddle Up. Team on three. One, two, three. Three.